today on the show, we are talking about uh, one Jerubara country. Uh, we're talking about uh, the water extraction Tambourine Mountain. Now, uh, I just want to uh, start off by uh, saying uh, the Tambourine, the name Tambourine Mountain, uh, not uh, not an English word. The name Tambourine comes from the Anglicised version of the Aboriginal word uh, Jamboree. Uh, from Yugambeh language. Ah, and what does jamboree mean? Do you so know? yeah, so jamboree uh, or, or chambering or uh, gumbering, hmm. uh, different um, uh, pronunciations. It means uh, wild lime, and so it refers to the finger lime trees uh, that grow around the mountain. Yum! What yeah. beautiful That's fruit! So cool. uh, another name for the mountain is uh, Wongalpong. And uh, that uh, means in Yugamere language, hearing wrong way. Uh, so it describes the reverberation um, uh, wow. around the uh, mountain as it echoes. Mm. Well, I think there's an area there called Wongalpong. I seem to see the name on a road sign from time to time. And, of course, there's wooden bong across the hill on the New South Wales side of the ridge. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so uh, we are talking about water extraction at uh, Tambourine Mountain. Um, and Springbrook. And Springbrook. Springbrook. Uh, who are we interviewing today, or who have we interviewed already? Um, from the EDO, we've uh, had a chat to Revel Poynton, who has been on Eco Radio before. We um, ran a session at Northey Street Farm last year about the... Um, you know, trying to bring different uh, groups together and she was one of the panellists on that um, panel, sort of, you know, activist collaboration. Um, also, I spoke to uh, Karis Ash, who's a self-described rat bag and greenie, the greenie <laughs> witch, she says people call her up around uh, Springbrook. Uh, we love our witches. Yeah, so um, she, the uh, photo you've used on the... Um, Eco Radio socials of Keris comes from her work in bringing attention to the spiny crayfish, which is an endangered animal that's been found in some of the waterways up on top of the ridge between Tambourine Mountain and Springbrook. And so she got a bit of attention for the water and, you know, alerting people to the dangers of the extraction. And then um, Wavy has interviewed... Uh someone as well. Yeah, Wavy interviewed uh, Martin Bannard and uh, we're going to uh, play that one at uh, the end of the show. So this is uh, really like your sh first show back in a while and you've hit the ground running. Mm. Well, I was um, contacted by someone who said, you know, this is an issue that we need to pay attention to and I jumped up because I started to really follow it um, around the time of the millennial drought. We were... Uh, trucking water into Bow Desert. They actually ran out of water and so w water for humans and livestock was being trucked in via taxpayer funded trucks you know however many 30,000 litres at a time and people were queuing up and getting water transferred from the truck into their containers and then taking it back to the farm to Jeez. water their horses or whatever at the same time as Coca-Cola and other organisations were taking water from the aquifer so there were more trucks going down the hill with free water given away to multinational corporations that were coming up the hill 
to feed the people or to water the people and the livestock of Bow Desert, and that just made my hair stand on end, yeah. as you can imagine. Of course. All right, well, let's go to this first interview. Uh, this is a two-parter with uh, Keris Ash, um, and uh, you're listening to 4 Z. This is Eco Radio, uh, and the time is 12.06. Uh, Keris Ash, thank you for joining Eco Radio. Well, thank you for having me. Um, now, you've been involved in uh, trying to stop the water extraction from the scenic rim and the border ranges, the Gondwana forest, for some time. Do you want to just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved? Uh, we bought property on Springbrook uh, in 2001, actually, and I sort of heard in the background about this extraction of water for the bottled water industry, and it wasn't really until we moved here in 2007 that I got a lot more involved in what was going on. I've always been a bit of a greenie and, of, you know, in that time I've protested against um, cableways and just illegal log, uh, illegal clearing of the bush and all that sort of thing up at Springbrook. So you're a rebel and this and was a, rat a slow bag. burn with, yeah, rebel in a rat bag, definitely a rebel in that rat bag, uh, known as the Greenie Witch uh, by some locals. Um, yeah, so the water mining was just sort of a slow burn, and then it got more and more on my radar as you saw the trucks going off the mountain with this water, and you thought, well, what is going on here? And, and it took a while to sort of you're talking about you but they they're the same size as a petrol tanker so they carry 28 and a half thousand liters and there's four truckloads a day going from one very small aquifer at the top of springbrook it's an aquifer that feeds all the streams that uh, create the waterfalls around the twin falls circuit and also cave creek which is the creek that runs through natural bridge both in the Gondwan and rainforests of Australia World Heritage Area. So you're taking that, um, so 57 and a half, uh, yeah, I used to know what this was off the top of my head, um, you know, basically 120,000 litres a day from these aquifers, from these streams that are, should be feeding World Heritage Rainforest, not being put into plastic bottles for consumers who don't understand to drink mm. and uh, so, yes you know is your property on those streams or near those streams yeah well my concern is uh, just because you're a greeny rat bag so you're a voice for the environment so it's the impact on the environment that really concerned me. And the fact that these guys get this water for free, <laughs> there is no state government oversight to actually charge them for this water. If you're irrigating your vegetables in the Lockyer Valley, you'd be paying for that water to irrigate your vegetables. This is Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola owns one of the properties up here. And that water is free to them to put into plastic bottles with very little oversight on what they're doing. So I just continued with this uh, interest and, and a third extractor turned up. We've got two at present and a third guy turned up who started illegally clearing his property the moment he bought it in 2015. 
I stood in front of his bulldozer. I created a police incident, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Uh, he did get a fine, a bit of a slap on the wrist type fine that these sort of people do. He then put in his application to extract water for the bottled water industry, wanting 16 million litres a year, which adds to the other two lot that are taking similar amounts. So you're, you're, you're continually adding to this problem. And then this morphed into the Gold Coast City Council objected uh, to his application. It was unanimously locked back, knocked back by the full council meeting, including the mayor. Uh, he has then since appealed that decision and we've been in court for three and a half years. How did council come to that point of view? Oh, well, council, we, we waged quite a, because it was a material change of use application, there was the public submission phase as part of the application process. So we got it, we did the letterbox drop, we got everybody to sign letters, we got over 700 people objecting to this. We had quite a bit of media over it. Uh, yeah, the mayor was standing in front of the waterfall saying we have to protect these waters. It was all, mm -hmm. and if anybody knows the mayor of the Gold Coast, that's really quite, quite interesting. So, yes, it was it was the media blitz and just the getting everybody to uh, send in those, um, those um, what do you call them, submissions. And that's why they did it. And the council can see that somewhere like Springbrook, because the Springbrook Mountain provides the water for most of the the green parts of the Gold Coast. You know, the National Park goes down to the headwaters of Talabudger Creek, Corumban Creek, Mudrabar Creek, the Narang River. They're worth far more to the Gold Coast in a healthy state for tourism than what they are with whatever it is that these bottlers actually give back to the community, which is nothing really so they yeah they could see it was a pr problem <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah they said no uh, we're so not getting anywhere in the court case the, what's happened since the council said no they've appealed so that one's in the court case well the, the, the owner of the property yeah the, the guy that wants to take the water has appealed so it's been in the planning and environment court backwards and forwards for that three and a half years so where there is a um some of the, the those people that wrote those submissions became co-respondents in the case, and that's where EDO has come in. So they're representing the Australian Rainforest Conservation Society, and we we chat with them as other yeah. co-respondents. So we tend to all agree, and we're there to support council on this. You know, council is the one that's putting the bill to to stand up against this guy. The unfortunate thing was there was the council ended up decide they negotiated an outcome with the negotiation being eight million liters but with some negotiated conditions put on those eight million liters and that's where is we're that at, at the moment is eight million a year he wanted 16 they gave him eight with no scientific basis for giving him the eight and yeah and and so we're up to this negotiating the conditions. It could go on again and again. We never know <laughs> the planning and environment court. An interesting court yep. to sit in on so the to see what the, goes the planning on. And 
And that was uh, part one of our discussion with uh, Keris Ash um, about the water extraction at Mount Tambourine. You mean choking on the words planning and environment? <laughs> yeah, I sort of cut you off there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, because that case is in the planning and environment court, there's a lot of detail that we can't w- talk about until the court case is finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone has any uh, questions, uh, you can uh, uh, SMS uh, or text in to 0420626733. Hopefully we can get everything answered for you. Uh, you're listening to 4 Z Eco Radio.